my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, my co-host and very good friends, Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back, the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and bad movies of yesteryear. Now, Chris, we had to call a bit of an audible this week, didn't we? So you had selected Death Warrants as our first kind of venture into Van Damme movies. Um, we hadn't done Predator, had we? That, that would have been a close one if we'd have done that one. Um, but yeah, so we talked about doing Death Warrant, but just couldn't find it anywhere. So, And I, I don't have a copy of it. So we ended up, we've gone with Bloodsport in the end, haven't we? So that one's on Netflix. And um, what are your early memories of this one, Chris? Well, it absolutely put the flag on the map for Van Damme for me. And I had a massive obsession with Van Damme. Still do. I love his films, Dave. You know, I can watch I can watch him and, and I can sort of laugh at times. There's some great movies that he's done that I personally... I love Universal Soldier. Even even stuff like Double Impact, where he plays himself and his brother. <laughs> I've Honestly, I've watched all of them. I had a poster on my wall. Of, it was actually called AWOL in the UK, Absent Without Leave, but obviously in America it was called Lionheart. Uh, I had all of them. And my favourite is Death Warrant. And I, I understand, Dave, it's difficult to find uh, that sort of movie. And a lot of the martial arts stuff, which I really I probably should have checked before I announced it, they are available on YouTube, all that American Ninja and stuff. I mean, just remember this episode, Dave, because American <laughs> Ninja's coming in. Michael Dudikoff, <laughs> definitely at some point. Axon Jackson. But but yeah, Defron's my favourite, but I have no problem with Bloodsport. I've rented it so many times. I've seen it, honestly, I've, I've probably seen it about 25, 30 times since like the late 80s. Absolutely love Van Damme. And he, he was up there for me. I know it, this would be sacrilege, but just purely as an action star, I actually prefer, and I love Bruce Lee, Enter the Dragon F, and I know we're going to be doing that at some point. The Big Boss is my favourite Bruce Lee film. I had all of them on video, but Van Damme is my favourite martial artist, Dave, especially at that time. I just love the muscle from Brussels, um, without a doubt. So uh, what about yourself? Yeah, so, I mean, I used to love this one. I think I might even go as far as to say this is probably my most watched Van Damme movie. And like you say, I just couldn't believe that someone who was built like like Sly Stallone or, you know, to a lesser extent, Arnie, could actually be as flexible as that and get some of these jumping, spinning kicks and stuff. And it, it just looked absolutely amazing. Now, I can tell you that around about watching this time, I mean, I probably didn't watch this one till oh, 89, 90. I'm, I'm more inclined to say it must have been about 90. And I was kind of sweet on this this uh, young girl, and we spent a lot of time, but I got completely friend-zoned. <laughs> and, and her, you know, she had a bit of an obsession with Van Damme as well, just for very different reasons than I did. Now, I was about, I don't know, I was always skinny as fuck, Chris, as a kid. And, and so, you know, when she had... When I go around there and she'd have pictures of Van Damme on the wall, with all his fucking muscles out. It's like, oh yeah, I feel a bit crap about myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, re- I just remember all of the different fight styles. I think is one of the things that really drew me to it. 
and you see these different fight styles going up against each other. And again, you know, I, I'd seen, I think the first time I saw Van Damme was in No Retreat, No Surrender, but I didn't really, you know, he wasn't the star. He was just the big baddie kind of thing. Um, so this was his first kind of starring role that, that I think I'd seen. I, I may have seen Kickboxer first, and I do enjoy Kickboxer as well, but no, nah, this is a favourite of mine, to be honest. It is, to be honest. I, I, I agree. I agree, Dave. It just put Van Damme on the map and, and everything, Cyborg, all of them I've seen, honestly. I don't think... The only ones I've not really watched a lot of, and I have seen some recently because obviously being a lockdown and this, there was quite a few on uh, Netflix as well, is some of his later movies. But really, as he's got older, they're just basically the same movies that he did in the 80s, but it's just a bit more rugged and stuff. You know, and he, the hair dye looks a bit worse. I don't get the hair dye in the 80s. So, um, But he's still in great shape. He can still do... The kicks, I saw him on Conan O'Brien a couple of years ago, recreated the kickboxer scene where he, that, you know, nothing beats that scene when he's pissed in kickboxing in the bar. It's so <laughs> <Yeah>. ridiculously <laughs> homoerotic. It's just ridiculous. But it's synonymous, that dance and the music and the way he just like, I'm sitting Keynes, guys, he's brilliant. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to talk briefly about Frank Dukes, who it's based on. So I remember as a kid, like, there wasn't obviously no internet when this came out. It was just purely you'd read magazines or you'd see an interview if he was on the UK TV promoting something. And Frank Dukes was this awesome, like a, a war veteran, decorated. He was hard as nails. He has a big impact on this movie. He actually ended up directing and uh, choreographing loads of Van Damme movies after this as well. Um, and basically, David's come out like he's a complete fraud. And his stories of the Kumite. Is absolute bullshit from China, and I've not said that for a few episodes. <laughs> um, he said he had a career fighting record of 321 wins, one loss, and seven draws. And then he changed that in two fact. This was in 1980 in Black Belt magazine, and then in, 19, in 2014 he changed it to he actually won 329 wins. Now he was trained by Senzo Tiger Tanaka, Dave, who Later, nobody could find who this guy was. No one knew the martial arts that he actually taught. And then somebody actually <laughs> came to Dukes and went, he's actually a baddie in James Bondy and Fleming book, You Only Live Twice. Oh, nice. <laughs> so that was made up. He said he was a war veteran, and this is one of the worst things you can do. He was never, he was like um, sort of like an army reserve. He said he was like an undercover uh, specialist, uh, you know, operative. He went out and uh, he did things, and that's why the, the US Army trying to discredit him. Complete bullshit. He said that he went to the CIA. That was bullshit. Uh, the director of this movie actually says he wish he, he got pissed with him and said, like, I, I just wish maybe I should have researched it. It doesn't matter because he made for a great film, but one of his best claims, Frank Dukes, and I fucking love this. And I've literally only read this. I knew that it was all bullshit over the last few years about him, but one of the best ones is, right, that the sword, because he said it was in the Caribbean, the Kumite. And that uh, he, he did it around about 1980. It was on every five years. Or 75, sorry. It was on every five years, this fight. I'm not right. saying there isn't stuff like this go on. But his two claims that are absolutely amazing are that the sword he got presented with when he won the Kumite, he had to sell it because he was trying to buy the freedom of some orphans on the boat and when he was trying to rescue them from some pirates. And that he also stopped a plot assassination of Steven Seagal, Dave. Now, 
This is brilliant. This is gold. You've this got is to David read. Icke levels of fucking delusion, oh isn't God. it? You've got to read. Like I know his Wikipedia page could be changed, but he just put Frank Dukes in. And I, I can't remember. I should have known this, but I can't remember the name they call somebody who, who pretends to have been in the army. You know when you get people collecting or saying the war veterans in the fake gear? Because apparently... There's a picture of Frank Dukes with his full army stuff on and these medals, but the medals are the wrong way round. They would never be in that way. So he said... He <laughs> invented... a fancy dress shop, has he? Yeah, yeah, honestly. <laughs> Allegedly, he said it was to do with the people who sort of, when he got dressed to that, and then eventually turned around and said it was a costume, and it's like, fuck me. So, so this whole movie, as much as it's become an absolute culture classic for ourselves, and it was a proper pop culture iconic movie so appropriate for the VHS Strikes Back was all based on somebody pissed up. Basically the old, I think he was having a few drinks saying like, yeah, I took on all these people and the one three and someone's gone, oh my God, you know, this guy, you know, this so sounds like a movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even down day, even down to the fact that he's sensei, uh, Senzo Tiger Tanaka said on his deathbed that he should go and fight in the Kumite, like in the film. But anyway, <laughs> I think if you anybody yourself or anyone listening, just watch the stuff on Frank Dukes. There's loads on YouTube. There's loads of articles. I've had so much fun <laughs> researching him today before we record it. It's absolutely brilliant. It just is, and it just shows. And you know, I love bullshitting and blagging, and uh, you know getting into different things by literally with no real effort. This guy is my fucking hero. Thing. Not the <laughs> army stuff. Not the army stuff at all. I would never say that. But just the fact that he's got the bollocks to completely bullshit everybody, I think it's brilliant. Is he working on a cure for coronavirus at the minute? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he said it's, it's cherry aid and uh, donuts, I think. It cures it. You know what's interesting? Because I, I never fact-checked this, but I remember, I'm sure I've mentioned my Welsh mate, Darren, before that I used to do quite a lot of kung fu with and like extra practice outside of the normal lessons and that. And I remember him saying that, oh, he reckoned that Frank Dukes had called out Van Damme as being like a bit of a ballet dancer, you know? And yes. I, I, I never, I'm guessing, you know, that hasn't aged well, has it? <laughs> you know? No. I mean, no, Van Damme I, was a proper kickboxer, wasn't he? So, yeah. you know. And look, you're a fan, I'm a fan. Van Damme had a record, I've said it before, and Van Damme had a record of 29 wins, one loss, official kickboxer. He did do ballet, he did, he made, I don't know if he didn't like getting hit, he only lost one fight, Dave. I don't know, it wasn't like he was at world-class level, but I think at a national level in sort of Belgium and France, where he fought a lot of, he was quite well-respected. And these videos of him, there's a video of Chuck Norris getting ready for a couple of movies that are about 1983, and Van Damme's with Chuck Norris holding the pads in, in Chuck Norris's house. It's on right, YouTube, right. you know. Chuck Norris was a world-class kickboxer without a doubt. That's what we said about Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee's a great martial artist, and he would win in a fight, and all he ever says is, I was a professional fighter, and that's it. So you have to say, yeah. Dave, yeah, you know yeah. that. There's levels to this game, and you can, it's like me or you. We've punched a heavy bag. I'll go in with it. Even now, going with Tyson, 53-year-old Tyson. Yeah. yeah, he'd probably <laughs> fucking jab me into next fucking year, wouldn't he? You know what I mean? So, Set your head clean off your shoulders, more like. Exactly. Fucking, I, you wouldn't be able to take it, would you? But Exactly, yeah. exactly. But, yeah, what a brilliant uh, backup for this, store, this film. I fucking loved reading about it. That is awesome. That is awesome. You know, because it... 
I, I looked at it all at the end, and I, I knew it was based on Frank Deuce and his real story, but it wasn't until I got to the end, you know, you're seeing all his career stats and everything, and you just, you almost want them to do, you know, director's cut, just stick an end one. This is all fictional bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> we were duped, but you know what? We made a fuckload of money, because you know how I always love to look at the budget and the box office, Chris? Now, this one is... It's budgeted to be somewhere in between one and a half and two point three million. But let's take the high tide marks. Let's say two point three. It made at the box office. Forget bloody DVDs and videos. So I, I had this one on video, and I've got it on DVD, and obviously it's on Netflix and stuff like that as well now. So this is purely going off the box office. That has made hold on sixty five million. That is unbelievable. And I yeah. was salivating about how much Top Gun had made, um, you know, the the other, the other week, wasn't I? And that, I think that was something like 23, 24 times what the budget was. So it, it, uh, it was somewhere around the 15 million mark budget-wise and then made something like 350, 360 million at the box office. But this is even better. This is like 27, 28 times the budget. So... Fucking amazing. Like you say, you put Van Damme on the map. Fucking hell, it made a fuckload of money for the studio as well. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, Dave. So should we get into our trailer? Yeah, let's go. For centuries, the Society of the Black Dragon has sanctioned an ancient rite of combat known as the Kumite. Open only to the world's most lethal warriors. It has never been won by a Westerner. You are not Japanese. I can do it. Now, for the first time, the true story of America's super agent, Frank Dukes, can be revealed. Uncle Sam can't afford to let you get hurt. I'm going to Hong Kong. Frank is going to fight in the Kumite, and we're here to stop him. An awesome human weapon. It hurts me just looking at it infiltrates the Chinese underworld. I did not come this far to stop now. Take To enter a forbidden competition. Couldn't you just get me in? Strict rules, no press. You're telling me you never break rules? Where every fighting style, every worthy opponent, every deadly technique, I... clash in savage combat separate the men from the boys and only one will triumph now i will break you international martial arts sensation jean-claude van damme in blood sport the true story of the ultimate champion Now we start off, we meet Van Damme, he's playing Frank Dukes, who's a US Army captain, and he has trained under Sensei Senzo Tanaka, as we talked about before, and he goes into a little bit of uh, a reminisce about doing his some young training when he was a younger boy and how that sort of all happened and unfolded, and then he decides he's going to honour his Sensei by fighting in the Kumite. Now Chris, what do you make to the opening of this one? What I love about this movie, what and I always remember as a kid, and you're probably the same, but 
having done so many reviews, you and me across different, you know, genres, and then we did, we've done like over 110, 115 on Comics in Motion. And one of the movies we did, and I absolutely love the movie, is Batman Begins. And it's literally Christian Bale, 30 year old Bruce Wayne, playing Christian Bale. 17, 18-year-old <laughs> Bruce Wayne with a side parting. Exactly the same guy. No attempt to de-age him. Not like Superman 1, where we actually get a completely different guy playing Clark Kent. However, even though Christopher Reeve's voice is dubbed over for the whole movie, which we find out later on, the guy didn't even realise he played the early Clark Kent until the, the premiere. Cinema, didn't he? The premiere, yeah. <laughs> but you see but, next Tuesdays. <laughs> Frank Dukes has got a side parting. He's this all-conquering American, you know, he's basically in the gym. This guy comes and speaks to him. He's like, you can't go to Japan and all this stuff. And he's got a side party. He then does a runner from a US Army base, which is absolutely sensational, Dave. The security <laughs> must be fucking awful. You know um, what? Sorry, I'll, I'll hand back to you in a sec. I just need to cut across you for a second because I found that interaction slightly homoerotic. You know, when he's he's like um he's doing a bit of training old frank dukes and the guy comes up and he says oh you know the general wants to see you and he says okay can i take a shower first <laughs> it's like okay well i'll have to be there kind of thing and it's like is this code are they speaking in code or something you know and <laughs> and then when the general's giving him a ticket off he's saying you know <laughs> the next time i want to see your face is with frank dukes next to it and it's like Seems a bit intimate. (laughs) (laughs) This was a whole layer I'd never picked up on before, but just on this rewatch, I was like, is is this intentional or is it just, you know, classic campy 80s? Well, well, what's what's strange, Dave? And, you know, like I say, I I love this movie, but he goes to see Sensei, Tiger, you know, who we know isn't real now, (laughs) Tanaka. His wife is without doubt the most cheerful woman I have ever met (laughs) because a husband's dying, a son's dead in the flashbacks, and she's just passing it off. And the only one who's actually concerned or has any sort of compassion and and, uh, feeling of grief. Prescribed drugs are a wonderful thing. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's Tanaka. She's got this completely like lovely vanilla face. It's almost like she's a cyborg or something, completely fake. Um, But he turns up anyway goes to see him and we get this whole montage which I, you know I'd forgotten Dave I thought that when the montage is on and I've not watched it for about five or six years but I thought when the montage happens of him training with his master Tanaka he was in the Kumite and ready to go in and I, I'd forgotten the order of some of the bits in the movie so we literally get a 15 minute montage of him learning martial art he breaks in I mean it's the, it's the weirdest looking 13 year old kid I've ever seen looks about 25 um, he breaks <laughs> in with his two mates <laughs> acting in this throughout is awful you know from the minute that that, you know Tanaka's wife opens the door and Van Damme gives him gives her that big shit-eating grin it's just the most awful bit of acting but then when young Frank Dukes is on the screen I think this guy gets the the prize to be honest because he's like he gets caught you know they're gonna steal this this sword and then uh he's like are you going to call the caps? <laughs> no, let's train you martial arts. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so, you know, he ends up going to the parents and convincing him. But basically, he's just a glorified punch bag, isn't he, for his son initially? 
yeah, Singo, who, who ends up dying, he becomes his best mate. I mean, the, the scene at the at the school is fucking terrible. Shingo's looking at him, and again, you're saying about these sort of um, undertones of the movie. It's, it's a bit fucking strange the way Van Damme's looking at his son. It's like <laughs> it's about fucking six or something, and Van Damme's like in his teens. It's really bizarre, but. <laughs> Again, I mentioned the Christian Bale haircut. Van Damme, in his youth, looking exactly the same as he does in the movie, just fluffs his hair up a bit with a bit of a, <laughs> yeah. a, bit of a perm. And that, that eradicates him as being, you know, like what I don't know what he's supposed to be, late teens before he's in the army. But again, though, the idea that the way he's general or colonel, whoever it is, it's like Frank Dukes is the only guy in the US Army that matters. You yeah. know, like he's some absolute lethal weapon, like a like a Mel Gibson type thing. You could get away with it as a cop. A fucking but in the Wolverine. Army, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we must protect him at all costs. It's like, what what the fuck is he? You know what I mean? Like it's it's bizarre, but the training montage, some of the bits, like when you watch it now, the bit where the sensei grabs the fish and that is fucking brilliant. <laughs> I mean, we call out no shit, no surrender, but it is proper shit. It really is. <laughs> But you get the obligatory, uh, you know, the splits. Like every Van Damme movie, you've got to have the splits, haven't you? And we get to see, you know, just by getting the splits, you just basically tie your legs around a tree, a couple of tree stumps, and then just sort of try prizing them apart. So, yeah, I, I remember though. Again, you sort of think that's impressive, but we always say, don't we, that can you actually believe that this person? is crap at martial arts, you know, and then they become, yeah. they're trained and then they become good. And, and not yeah. for a second, you're looking at Van Damme and you're just like, I'm not buying it that, that you're, you're pretending that you were shit at this time. Yeah, because we mentioned that with No Cheat, No Surrender, didn't we? The guy who plays Jason, he's, he's unbelievable, yeah. isn't he? He's absolutely uh, amazing martial art. And you can clearly see he's, he's holding back just to show. And, like I say, the splits. I mean, one of my favourite bits of the whole training montage is when he's got the blindfold on serving uh, Tanaka and his wife the dinner, uh, the tea and stuff, and he sits and he throws that, like, random arm out, doesn't he? and he grabs it. Oh, God, he's got the terrible. fucking thing on. <laughs> but obviously, that's the precursor for the movie later. Now, you, you say, like, Van Damme had been in No Shit, No Surrender a couple of years earlier than this. He was in Predator 1 and then he, he fell out with the director because he thought he was actually had a part. He was just basically... He wasn't just man. the Predator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was just... These bits of him with Arnie, isn't there, and Jesse the Body Ventura and stuff on set, but he basically walked off set and was never to be seen again. However, they did use some of the jumping from tree spits because it was him. But what I find great reading up on this is that year of 88, he was nominated as the worst actor at the Golden Raspberry Awards, right. Dave, and he became runners-up. And you know who he was runner-up to? I don't fucking know. Ronald McDonald. <laughs> what? Yeah. What fucking <laughs> movie was Ronald McDonald in? He just called Mac and Me. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I've never seen it. I've <laughs> I can see we're going to have to cover that one at some point. <laughs> it's, an, it's like an ET ripoff, Dave. It was, it was, um, it was basically a product placement for Coca Cola. I've never heard of it, so I'll have to watch it. <laughs> oh my word! Oh, Jennifer Aniston's in it as well. She's what? an extra, apparently. In the oh, we're going to have to see Mac and Me. It's called. I've never even heard of it, so I'm just having a look. Me neither. Sorry. Anyway, but yes amazing but when he 
you know, I love Dave when he gets to Japan and he does the full montage and after he does the splits and pulls himself up, it's desperate and he's looking at his master and he rips the tree apart and all this crap. It's when he meets fucking Ray Jackson, the other fighter. <laughs> now this guy is a competitor who's going to be fighting against him potentially, right? They have a game of, fuck, I think it's Yi'ar Kung Fu on the arcade there. Oh, I used to Frank, love that. Yeah, exactly. And, and he's absolutely just levers Ray Jackson. And it's ridiculous. It's just like, this guy does not look like he's had a fight in his fucking life. He looks like a trucker off over the top, doesn't he? he just yeah. I mean, he's so supposed it. to be playing this big muscle-bound guy, isn't he? But I, I don't know. I kind of, nostalgically, I like his role, but he's fucking shit, really, isn't he? <laughs> it's one of those where I can't accept it. I, I know it's shit, but I still kind of like it. But what I like, Chris, is the fact that you're good at video games. He, he immediately knows, like, you know, ah, you like this sort of fighting, do you? You know, you, might, you must be a martial artist yourself kind of thing, being the implication. And he's just... He's a terrible fucking character, to be honest. He's on the bus. He's just playing that classic fucking American, isn't he? You know, doesn't respect where he is or anything. And he's he's on the bus with his feet up. He says to a young girl, like, do you want to be with a big man? It's it's really bad. It's fucking awful. It is. I mean, a couple of honorary mentions. We've got Forrest Whitaker in this, who must be one of his earliest movies ever, considering what uh, he's an acting powerhouse now, and he definitely earned his stripes. Yeah, he must be proud of his role in this. And to be (laughs) honest, he's one of the only buggers who can act. You know, he's playing this kind of flabbergasted, um, you know, military policeman kind of thing. But he can actually act. I, I think he's the only one in it who can. Yeah, I agree. And it's very bizarre. Like, I mean, the, the, the actual range of people who talk in it, there's only about five or six who've got credited. There's a lot of extras. The one thing I would say watching this now, there's some really, really bad stereotypical casual racism because I, I was a bit uncomfortable, Dave. I don't know about yourself, but some of the portrayal of some of the black characters in it, I was really uncomfortable with. I was like, oh my God, this is terrible. You know, like the, the, the one who's like, going round on his knees, the guy who Frank Dukes fights towards the end, he looks like he's from like sort of Cameroon or Nigeria. Yeah. It was really bad. He was, I mean, the Asian ones are, are bad enough as it is, Dave, but let alone uh, like the whole pretense of the movie. I get why, because it's the, it's the thing. Maybe that's why Ray Jackson's so Americanized, you know, he's got the Harley Davidson bandana on and yeah. stuff. I'm not sure, but one of the things of this movie and I hurt my hand after watching this movie, Dave, was trying to break a fucking brick. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? I was trying to, I was always obsessed with thinking, how the fuck has he done that? You know, and, and thinking, could you actually do that for real? It's the demock, isn't it? Yeah. For sure, it's the demock. Because they don't believe that, you know, this uh, Frank Dukes is actually representing um, uh, uh, Sensei. Uh, sorry, Tanaka. Senzo Tanaka, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but the demock is the thing that convinces him. Yeah, it's I, I, I tried that a few times, Dave. Even open palm doesn't work. <laughs> so, doesn't work. I was saying about Jackson being a, a, a bit of a shit character, and you're right. I mean, I guess all of the people in there, apart from Frank, are like they're just caricatures, aren't they? But yeah. when Jackson tries to do it a bit later in the movie and he smashes the top one and he just picks the second one and he sort of brushes it off and says, see, not a scratch on it. I do like that bit. 
And then uh, they say, this is not Dimok. And then he smashes it over his head. He <laughs> yeah. gives it over and he's like, this is for you. You know, just everything. It's like a pantomime. It is brilliant, Chris. It is brilliant. And, and I like, I mean, she's a pretty girl, the reporter, obviously. <clears throat> you know, you were saying about like your girlfriend and, and every time he's come around, like you feel inferior because she's got Van Damme yeah. stuff up and that. Well, what I always remember as a kid, and I'll be honest with you, Dave, like I say, I absolutely love Van Damme. I remember that scene where he slept with the reporter and he's getting up and it's like the semi-final stage of the Kumite. So he's had a load of different matches and he faced different people. He's not really been in a lot of adversary. He's had a couple of cracks off people, but he's never been untoward. He actually beats uh, Bolo Young's character, Chong Lee's record for the fastest knockout in the yeah, Kumite. Yeah. Um, but when he puts on... His bot, his, his undies, his, his tighty whities yeah, that, them, them undies, <laughs> and I always wanted to look like that. I, always, I mean, I, you know, I have a massive obsession with Van Damme. I love Stallone, uh, Van Damme, Stallone, but Arnie was the one. I always wanted to be a bodybuilder as a kid. Obviously, never, never worked, Dave. But I always wanted to be like Arnie. But if I, if I could ever pick a look, it would probably be Van Damme out of this movie because I think he, he's got the whole perfect. But his legs are massive in that. But when he puts them on, I get laughing thinking. Even when I was in my best shape, if I put them on, there's no fucking way I ever looked like that, Dave, because he just <laughs> looks awesome, doesn't he? And it's just ridiculous to fucking... His body just looks fucking chiseled from the gods, but she's there, like, looking at us to say, yeah, I've just had a bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's fucking... It's 80s shit, but I fucking loved it, honestly. It's, it, honestly, it's just so stupid. You're speaking very passionately about, you know, Van Damme's naked scene there. So, <laughs> Dave, them legs. He, he does. Kind of like that. I think, yeah. I mean, even even Stallone, who was cut to fuck, you know, for like Rocky Three and that, and absolutely shredded. I, I think Van Damme's got a bit more bulk on him, hasn't he? You know, yeah. but still shredded. So I'd, I'd have to agree with you. I can't, I, I think, because for me, Arnie is too big. You know, it's not practical. Like just shopping for clothes would be, uh, you know, pretty, pretty painful, wouldn't it? But um, no, I think if of all the movies we've watched, probably Van Damme gets the award for best body. You know, for me. Yeah, at the moment, without a doubt, without a doubt, it was always something as a kid used to think. I do want to look like that. I mean, awesome. Anyway, let's not. We've talked about this far too long, especially <laughs> me, Dave. So. <laughs> <laughs> so this next bit is where the, the girl, obviously, she, Janice, Janice Kent, she's called, she's worried about it because there's an emotional connection between She's trying to get into the Kumite. We've seen the bit where he does the penny grab because that guy's trying to, like, say she's oh, his. Her son. Her son, yeah. It's, I mean, that's another iconic movement. <laughs> racial stereotypes. Fuck that's me. Terrible. That's terrible, isn't it? Again, she is coming that. up to my room. <laughs> Yeah, she's with me. And he's like, if I get the coin, and he does get the coin, and it's supposed to simulate the fish movement anyway, he gets yeah, the fish out yeah, of the pond. Yeah. Utter bullshit. A bit like Mr. Miyagi with the fucking chopsticks and the fly. Yeah. The chances of you doing that are like fucking billion to one, aren't they? Let's be honest. But it's the way that she then goes to the police and he's walking down that alleyway, isn't he? And that guy's looking at him. And, he, and it, the one thing watching this, it reminds me of, and I'm sure Bloodsport, 
took a lot of inspiration from Street Fighter, the game. You know I love Street Fighter too. I, I played it for years. I used to go in the arcade and play it and stuff. And there's loads of like just generic characters that you would find in Street Fighter. Are in this E Honda's the big like guy who's the sumo wrestler. You've got the tie box, a bit like Saga, but he's got hair. Um, these different characters that are just so similar. And obviously Van Dam always say everyone always says that Ryu is based on Van Dam out of it. And um, he's walking out the alleyway, and you've got Forrest Whisker together there, and the old guy, and they're looking at him. And then they come, don't they? And it's just like a a stupid thing because he. Like it's like watching or playing a game I used to play years called Double Dragon, where an oh, enemy comes yeah. one at a time and he <laughs> cracks one of them to the left, and then he just he hits one of them with his back and then shuts the door with his foot as he as he does a kick. It's so like <laughs> set up, but then he turns the taser on him, doesn't he, and stuff. It's just fucking ridiculous. Like Keystone like, cops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's there, isn't she? Like he's just took these two cops out because he gets a bin lid and stuff, and it deflects onto the two coppers. It's like what are the chances? But it, it's all to cement him as a badass, you know. And we get to like the semi-finals day, and this is where Ray, which again makes no sense, he's fighting Bolo Young, Chon Lee, and he, he gives him a crack, doesn't it? He? he runs in though, ridiculous. He runs in, and you can clearly see he's never fought in his life. He comes in with like a double axe handle, like he's in the wrestling. Gets smacked in the stomach, but then gives John Lee like a backhander, a couple of things, throws him <laughs> down, and he's celebrating. Isn't he the win? It's just like, oh, oh you mean um, the big guy, Jackson? Ray Jackson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, when he comes with the double hand thing, I, I thought you were on about the final. No, no, I meant when just when Ray gets put in hospital, done he by yeah, John Lee? Yeah. It's fucking terrible that I, fight. Yeah, now I, I. Almost every time I watch it, though, I think you know he's dead, Jackson. At that point, you yes, know, when, when you've got Bolo, Bolo, <laughs> yep. coming in, and I've got to ask: as old Bolo, does he age? <laughs> Has he got like a picture of himself in the loft or something? Because if you take Bolo out of um, Enter the Dragon, he, you know, apart from the headband, it just looks exactly the fucking same. Yeah, he's in Double Impact. He's the baddie in Double Impact. He's, he's, he's a great friend of Van Damme's, you know. They even celebrate birthdays together and everything. These pictures of him, he's in his like late 60s now. Still in good shape, you know, Dave, because he was actually a professional bodybuilder, Bolo Young, as oh, well I mean, as a martial artist. The size of him, you, I'd, I'd be surprised if he wasn't, but yeah, yeah awesome. I, I, he's the best kind of martial arts baddie for me, you know. Yeah, without again, a doubt. Bolo, he's just fucking brilliant. I'll tell you one bit, and I have skipped slightly, one bit that always makes me grimace, and it was one of them things watching all these films at the time, I was like, fuck me, it's when he's fighting that looks like the Brazilian guy, and, and yeah. Bolo's fighting him, and he knocks his shin out, oh my god, I remember watching it as a kid, going, fuck, I used to fast forward that bit, I used to hate it, you know, and, and it's pretty gruesome when you watch it even now. Yeah, I mean, uh, they play him up, don't they? I mean, it's it's clear where this is going to go. But all of those kind of tournament montage pieces, I just love them. They, they're just so good. And like I, say, I said at the top, I just like seeing all the different styles pitted against each other. And, you know, you, clearly all these guys, you know, you can tell, like, you've got the Thai boxing style, you've got the kickboxing style, you've got, you know, classic karate and kung fu type fighters in there and uh, they're just all brilliant to watch but before we see Chun-Li actually fight it, they talk about you know he killed a guy in the Kumite once and every single fight that I see Chun-Li in I'm thinking yeah there's a good chance that bloke's dead you know I, I think it was the guy 
there was a black guy fighting and, and I don't know what the star was if he was doing uh, he was sort of going about on all fours kind of thing and he he grabs him oh no it's the big sumo guy isn't it it's not sumo guy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah he yeah. grabs him and I'm like it sounds like he's just cracked his back there yeah yeah and he, he literally kills him doesn't he yeah um and so it, it, killing people doesn't seem to be that big a news in the kumite no, it doesn't. It doesn't. And obviously, with Ray getting taken out, Frank goes to see him again. He could have been fighting him in the final, you know. And he and uh, Chong Lee's got the actual Harley Davidson bandana on. He, you know, Frank Sarah's. He's laid down. He stamps on his head, and he's fine. He's absolutely fine. And you know, the army guys then, Forrest Whitaker and that, they take a and Helmer Norman Burton plays him. They, they take a bit of a thingy towards Frank and let him go in the final against him and. That fight, I never realised how much Van Damme absolutely nails him at the start. I yeah. always thought it was a bit of backwards and forwards, but Van Damme's on the on the verge of winning until uh, any wrestling fans out there, Dave, I, don't, I know you haven't watched it for years, he pulls a Mr. Fuji and throws the napalm in his face like he's doing the wrestling and blinds Frank, which, funny enough, goes back to when he served fucking tea to Mr. Tanaka and his wife, and he then can see without any vision. It's It's... It's one of them iconic bits because I always remember the bit where he's sat there and he's got he's doing the Bruce Lee bit going, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. But, but he's there for an age. If that was me fighting someone like that, I'd be fucking jumping on his head or something thinking, fuck that, I'm not letting you get back. And he's yeah. doing all this sweating and his muscles are fucking completely popped. And then it's when he grabs his kick and then he, he sits back, Van Damme, and does like a side kick from the floor. I yeah. always remember that bit. Love it. Absolutely love this fight at the end. Yeah, it is good, isn't it? And and again, just it doesn't matter how many times I've seen this fight, I do like this bit, even though it's it's ridiculous, isn't it? And the way it's shot when he throws the powder into his eyes, you're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure none of that actually went into his eyes. <laughs> but the fact that he is down there and you know he's thinking back to his training, all right, the practical me is thinking, well, like you say, just jump on him fucking finish the job you know he's just kicked your ass so you know you need to sort him out but actually i think it was the semi-final fight that he had as well against the kickboxer oh no, sorry the tie boxer you know the guy holding his hands yes. sort of high in the air like he yeah. come in with a bit of a you know a bit of a cheap shot with to the leg but again i, I thought well what are you what are you waiting for just finish the fucking job don't let him uh get back up but yeah, the fact that he's sort of spit Luke Skywalker, isn't it? You know, he's using the force there to, to sort of imagine where Chun Li is, and and so yeah, even though cheesy as fuck, completely unbelievable, loved every second. Well, well, Dave, the one thing I would say, I love it. I mean, I'm totally with you. I love it. Completely love it. Is it's you did martial arts? I I know we always say this. I always drop it in there. We've both done a form of martial arts, one way or the other. In any form of martial arts, if you get hit once with a fucking roundhouse split kick, which absolutely Van Damme looks fucking yeah. sensational when he does it, but I counted it, he does it four times. Yeah. <laughs> Surely you're going to try and get out away at least to the third one. But no, old Bolo takes four split round. I mean, they look fucking... You, you, the one thing you, can, you cannot say about Van Damme is... There's no way that it's never him doing their martial arts stuff. Even now that he's nearly 60, he can still do the splits, everything. The, the athleticism in this is sensational. When he does that running flying kick where he gets on the back of the uh, the, 
the referee and stuff. I mean, it's all fucking bullshit, but the, the, the actual <laughs> kicks are amazing. But they're just, in reality, anybody who's got a fight IQ would have tried at least to get out of the way of them. Bolo just stands and yeah. gets fucking pummeled. But brilliant <laughs> for the movie. Exactly what you said, completely unbelievable. But as a stage within the film, it's brilliant. I love the fact that they raised the Kumite up either end for the final. It's flattening it pretty much all the way through till the final. And then they yeah. raise both ends up to change the trajectory of the fight. Brilliant. And you've got to give Frank Dukes credit, the real Frank Dukes, because he's got a fucking mind of a genius to come up with this shit because it's, yes. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> no, it's good. But I, I've got to... That... When, when Bolo just runs <laughs> Frank with his with both of his fists, you know, and he, he's got that wild-eyed look about him. I, I, it always stood out to me every time I see it. And I'm just thinking, what is your plan there? <laughs> just trying to, are you trying to run at him like, like you're a fucking pile driver or something? I, I, it just it strikes me as off. I kind of love the fight and everything, but, but that bit. And then, you know, Frank, he just jumps over the top of him you know i don't know how tall bolo is but fucking i'm imagining you know he's somewhere in the six foot range so but frank becomes like a leaps like a fucking gazelle (laughs) (laughs) it's funny you say that you know you know you can clearly see that someone's gone right action he's so it's like that bit i've never noticed it before I'm, i'm flicking back quickly but when he does the brick the death touch with the brick when he's about to do it, and there's no way that the trajectory of his hand, and that guy goes, no, bottom brick. But if you watch Van Damme's hand, he holds it up there too early, goes a bit early, and just as he's supposed to come down, he's sort of like going, go on, and then they say it, and it looks, it's like <laughs> he was never going to hit that top brick. They were always, you know you know what I mean? They were trying yeah, to make yeah, it look yeah. organic. It doesn't look aesthetically right when you watch <laughs> it now. He was always going to put his hand up and stop. He's just waiting for the guy to go, no. But anyway, a, a fucking and this film got slated at the box office. Like I say, it was it's about four point six uh, average rate Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> not box office, sorry, uh, the Critically. rating, sorry. Yeah, Critically, yeah. it's forty percent Rotten Tomatoes, four point six seven on Metacritic. But I fucking love it, Dave. Uh, sorry, twenty nine out of hundred on Metacritic, four point six seven nine DB. I fucking love it. It's just ridiculously martial arts <laughs> shit. But because it made Van Damme a hero of mine. Where are you getting these figures? I, it looks like 6.8 on IMDb to me. Oh, it says on uh, Wikipedia, eh? <laughs> I think you need to check. Rotten Tomatoes says 40%. Uh, average rating of 4. Oh, it's Rotten Tomatoes 4.67. Sorry. Right, Metacritic right, right. is 29 out of 100. Yeah. I, I, sorry, I thought it was IMDb because it's, it's a 4, not a percentage. Yeah, got you, got you. Yeah, so IMDb as it is 6.8. So it's not, not quite as bad. But no, you know, if you come in and you you fucking studied English literature or something and Shakespeare at, at school and then become a film critic, you can watch something like this. And like I say, the acting is bollocks. It's completely unbelievable. You know, so we get Frank. He's run away from the military. And, you know, he gets caught after the, you know, he's presented with the sword for winning the Kumite and what have you. And then we have that moment where they're waiting by the plane and then Frank's actually there. He's on the plane already, 
you know, and he's like, come on, guys. And they're all like, ah, oh, he's a pain in the ass, you know, cheeky little scamp kind of thing. He'd be thrown in fucking jail in real life, wouldn't he? So it's completely yeah. unbelievable, all of it. So, you know, critically, if you're scoring these things about the acting, the stories, you know, everything, it, it doesn't stack up well. But just as a pure bit of martial arts entertainment, I think it's fucking brilliant, to be honest. I know we've not gone into our final review yet, but, you know, putting my cards a bit on the table there, I I can see why there's a discrepancy. But no, I had so much fun going back and watching this one. Well, funny enough, Dave, you know, like we've done trilogies, quadrilogies, you know, one nearly done a quadrilogy with No (laughs) Shit, No Surrender. This has got three other sequels, Dave. And I've got a feeling we might be, I've not seen these, but we've got Bloodsport 2, the next Kumite from 96, Bloodsport 3 from 97, and in 99, Bloodsport 4, the dark Kumite, Dave. So, and Van Damme is in none of them. So, (laughs) take that what you will, but I think we're going to be watching these soon, my friend. (laughs) There's too many bad ones. I mean, when you make that sort of money, there's, it's certain there's going to be, you know, a, a, a follow-up sequel, but I wouldn't hold out much hope for it. <laughs> you know? no, no. <laughs> but the thing is, I remember, um, you know, because Van Damme did some great movies, didn't he? But he, he sort of fell off a cliff with the quality of them, you know. I, I remember, I think it was The Quest coming out. And some I think that was when I worked at the video shop as well. And, and someone said to me, oh, Van Damme movie's pretty terrible now. And I thought, no, nah, I still quite into him you know he's you know what you're gonna get you know it's just gonna be slightly different and this thing was like it was basically blood sport with some beats changed that's it but for some reason it just didn't work at all i i just remember thinking oh this is fucking terrible this you know so i i think he's already done his uh blood sport sequel you know it was just called the quest and it was shit yeah, it, well, I just wanted to be Roger Moore, Dave, where he was a prisoner again, something like that. Same sort of thing where he's, he's like, I saw one where he, he, I know AWOL, he was in the French Foreign Legion, but there's one where he's actually in prison in like a French, because of the lead or something like that. It's called Legion, I think. Something like it's fucking terrible, but it's just Van Damme kicking the shit out of these guys who are twice as big as him. You know, he comes in there as this quiet guy who wants to just get on with his time, and then next minute he's in a legal fight ring in the prison and stuff. I've seen all sorts, and these are quite recent ones. They're all from like the 2000s onwards. These this one I watched with that's on Netflix, quite a re- that's from a couple of years ago with Dolph Lundgren in a submarine, and he's a cop. And he gets killed, but his girlfriend's about 25 and you can clearly see he's in his 50s. And he ends up f- having to fight this submarine with these younger people backing him up. Oh, it's terrible. But Dolph Lundgren's like a silent assassin in the prison cell next to him. It's just fucking woeful, Dave. It really <laughs> is woeful. Well, with that, should we go into our final review? Let's go. Now, Chris, do you want to go first this week? or do... I can't remember whose turn it is. What do we no, do I'll week? go first. It yeah, is go me. It don't matter, I'll go first. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure going back to this. I, I knew because I loved the film. I love Van Damme. It absolutely got me into Van Damme. Love, I say, every 
one of his movies, I can literally sit there and watch them. Even though I've just said some of them are terrible, I can still watch them just for purely the martial arts stuff. I do find it harder as I get older and having done the martial arts stuff, the MMA stuff and that is that is pretty unbelievable that someone will be able to get away with this sort of stuff. And, and But I can still watch it as a fan of Van Damme and, and love it. This, for me, is just 80s, pure 80s shit. And I, I rate this film as high, I suppose. I mean, Death Warrant is my favourite. I'd probably rate it as my second favourite Van Damme film. Just just as good as, for me, at the time, like the Rocky films and things like that, Dave. You know, and that's, I mean, Rocky's amazing. But just for purely enjoying it, you know, I, I loved it. So I'm not going to send it straight to the top Dave I'm not I, I think it's a great movie but there is still some bits in it that are pretty poor but just for purely Van Damme I'm, I'm sending it all the way to Pleasantville Dave I think it's a great movie I can watch it again and to be fair if you've got Netflix it's a great version you can see that it's been high resed up as well so it's actually really watchable it's not got that 80s video grain on it it's, it is a good copy so I definitely recommend it but just Dave Van Damme in fucking purple undies that's all I needed to know Dave <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have any ladies who listen, but ladies, if you're watching, that is a good quality scene, to be fair. Even as, you know, a heterosexual bloke, I can appreciate that. Now, for me, Chris, I, I completely agree with everything you've said there. I remember this, absolutely loving this film. And again, for me, not just being impressed with Van Damme and, you know, his athleticism and his fighting style and whatever, but. I just loved the tournament montage and seeing all those different fighting styles pitted against each other. And, you know, that's that's probably my favorite bit of the movie. You know, there is a bit of a story. You know, again, what we find was based on uh, live true events as told by a pissed up blagging bastard. <laughs> 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 but, you know, the story I don't really care for. It's, it's all the fighting. But I do think the fight scenes in this are pretty damn good. Now, when we did um, No Treat, No Surrender, Van Damme was getting constantly told off, wasn't he, for not pulling his punches and kicks and stuff. I'm not sure he was pulling all of these as well because sometimes, you know, there's certainly a, a hook kick that I saw he got, you know, and I was thinking, yeah, pretty sure that looks like it's connected. I just love it, Chris. Um, definitely my favourite Van Damme movie. When when we talked about going back to it, though, I was thinking, you know what? This is probably not going to stand up that well. But I'd, I think I'd already, I'd already gone back to it, probably late nineties ish, you know, early two thousands maybe. I'd gone back and just been shocked at how bad his acting was. And, and you know, apart from Forrest Whitaker, how bad most of the acting is in this movie. So I, I'd already kind of got over the shock of that. And so when I went in watching it this time, I was already expecting it. And I think as well, by looking at things like No Treat, No Surrender 3, it's already calibrated and lowered my expectations of, of acting in a martial arts movie so i forgive all of that um one thing we haven't mentioned as well is the music again just uh, was it fight to survive or something like that as soon as it starts up I, I remember it um and start kind of like punching the air 80s style you know it's just cheesy as fuck but i love it and so, yeah, absolutely love this one. It, I, I have to appreciate kind of what it is, so I can't send it to Cloud City, but it is a strong, strong Pleasantville for me. Yeah, 
I think we're both on the same page with that, Dave. We both appreciate it for what it is. And I love I love going back on it because we both had a, love the martial arts and it's a good laugh as well. Some of the shit we've talked about today is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. It's what I love about the VHS. It's just nonsense. Uh, I think it's your pick next week, Dave. Have you got anything up your sleeve you can announce for everybody? Uh, I should get used to this, shouldn't I? So I haven't thought at all, to be honest. Um <sighs> Nope, stumped. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try and think about it, and then maybe I'll post on Twitter or something uh, what we're going to do. But yeah, no, it should really be more planned ahead than this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably avoid the martial arts, I think. Weren't we talking about... i, t- I tell you what, Chris. Oh, no, we've done our chick flick. I was going to say, let's do something like Dirty Dancing. But we've we've done uh, you've got mail. I, I want to pick a different genre. I see. I kind of. I feel like I kind of want to make you sweat a bit, not in a, a sexy Van Damme naked shower scene or anything like that way. But uh, just do something like a horror movie. I think. So what? What's this space? And I'll I'll, I'll have a think. I'll I'll scratch my brains and uh, try and let you know. Thanks, Dave. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> if you want to contact the show at VHS Strikes Back on Twitter, the VHS Strikes Back at gmail.com if you want to throw us in an email. Uh, and as always, if you get a chance, drop us a review in your podcast catching up, guys. It's been a great episode today. Really, really enjoyed it. And I hope everyone out there has because these sort of movies get everybody talking on Twitter. So, you know, you got mail. We had so much attention, didn't we, the other week on that, Dave? It was brilliant. So many people asking, like, what's all this about Joe and that? I even had <laughs> a couple of messages from our good friend Glenn as well. He, he, he was asking, he'd not seen it again. And, and he was like, oh, right, yeah. So I'm hoping he goes back and comes back to me. But I had a little chat with him on Twitter the other day about it. So uh, really, really good, Dave. <laughs> It's been a good couple of weeks, to be honest. Yeah, no, really good. And it was weird that, wasn't it? Because, you know, we just threw Top Gun under the bus, you know, and, and that seemed to be a really polarizing thing. And also, you've got mail as well, you know, old Joe Fox. The way he's portrayed, you know, that seems to be quite polarizing as well. I think we took a few people by surprise in, in the way that we kind of pigeonholed him as this gaslighting douchebag. But, yeah, um... <laughs> yeah really good. and seven was good last week as well wasn't it that was a great episode oh yeah such a great movie that one loved it but yeah so we've had some crackers so again and, and we've just done another cracker haven't we so hmm, hmm. <laughs> i'm trying to think now maybe killer clowns from outer space or something or no let me think about it but i'll come up with some uh something scary good man good man right well we'll see everybody next time See you next week. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'll be back. That's not. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Wax on, wax off. Go for it. Well, here we go. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad.
must be crazy or something. I'm crazy. You just a stupid fool. Yeah, maybe you stupid. 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 Stupid.